Uh, welcome to Forever Yellow and Black. I'm your host, Paul. You can get me at Paul underscore football. We'll be talking about the Saints, uh, how we got over the top of them at Metricon, and very nervy as we lead into the preliminary final against Port Power. Our fourth in four years. Who would have believed that years ago? Can we get into our third grand final in four years? Time will tell. But this is Forever Yellow and Black. Go Tigers. So last Friday night in our semi-final, we took on St Kilda at Metricon Stadium. Really good crowd, great atmosphere. I was lucky enough to be sitting in the uh, cheer squad, no, or standing in the cheer squad, I should say, uh, running out winners 12-8-80 to 6-13-49. This game, we had Tom Lynch back. We had Edwards with a couple games under his belt. Uh, obviously, Prestia. Uh, coming into form as well or, or getting a bit of match fitness up there. Uh, Bolton was absolutely sensational. Silk kicking three goals and just looking so assured. Let's make no mistake about it. Tom Lynch coming into the team straightens us up. You've got two really good forwards, one who can act as a decoy in Rewalt and then Tom Lynch who straightens us up in terms of that big target where you're under pressure, you just get the ball forward. And we did that a lot. Uh, against the Saints, you know, a few barrels, a few boots just straight off. Didn't worry too much about them being um, particularly beautiful drop punts or anything. We just got the ball in quickly. If Lynch didn't take a mark, he broke open the packs. And now uh, on, on ballers or our um, uh, forward, small forwards took great advantage of that. Um, so obviously, you know, we had Edwards drifting from uh, midfield with Bolton. Um, we had Castagna playing really well, pressure from Rioli. So exactly what you want in finals football, the big targets, the small men on top of their game. Uh, and so, you know, Lynch had an absolute field day, kicked two goals, five, probably could have had five or six goals. And uh, as we said, Bolton kicking three and he was sensational in the game. Pretty much the game was over uh, for me. I think once we led by two or three goals at quarter time and then, you know, leading by almost six goals at, uh, at half time, the game was over. Saints made their run uh, late, uh, or not late, early in the, in the last quarter to get it back to 17 points. But it never felt like they were actually in the game. Um, you can look at a scoreboard after a game and you can go, well, they had, you know, they missed 13 shots. They did. You've got to take your opportunities. And, you know, even then, um, you know, the game at certain times, when they were under less pressure, they were, they were already well down and they, and they didn't take those. Too bad, too sad. You know, we've had our times this year 
Uh, I think GWS was a great example where we dominated them, couldn't kick straight and ended up losing the game. So, you know, too bad, too sad. And we've seen other teams over the years, Brisbane Lions against us. You don't kick straight. You don't deserve to win. Bad kicking is bad football. Um, Lynch, once again, um, with a bit of a knee to the shoulder of his opponent, came under scrutiny, received a $750 fine. Dimmer's come out this week and said, well, you know, we love, uh, love his aggression. We love him playing on the line. Um, you know, I wouldn't want to be standing in front of him. Absolutely. Not a problem in the world with that. I wouldn't want to be standing in front of him with him coming towards me uh, uh, either with the, the ball in the air. We've got no problems with those. It's the little niggles. It's, it's putting that knee on someone's shoulder. It's the unnecessary things. He is good enough. He is strong enough that he doesn't need to do those things. If he's getting niggled behind play, that's the umpire's job. And the umpire should be picking up on those things for forwards, and we'll see a lot less of the scragging. Is it on Lynch? Yes, it is. This is Lynch has had enough opportunities this year. He's had enough warnings. Um, he doesn't need to do those kind of things. And, and look, the crowd is going to get stuck into him um, in Adelaide at Adelaide Oval. Uh, you know, last year we might have seen... You know, not pre-COVID, we might have seen 20-odd percent. Uh, we'd have seen a lot of people come across from Victoria. Plus, we've got a great um, membership in Adelaide. So we might have seen us to be 15 to 20 percent. Still outnumbered against uh, Port. We're going to see probably only a few percent. So it's going to be a huge Port Adelaide crowd. They're going to get stuck into to him and to all our players. They're going to try and influence the umpires, which um, consciously or subconsciously will happen. That's the, the point of having a home ground advantage. We just want Lynch to be tough. We want him to go at the ball as he always does. But it's the behind the scenes stuff. Tom, don't even risk, don't even risk the opportunity of missing out on a grand final. Uh, not saying we're there yet. Don't get me wrong, but don't miss it. Did the Saints play well? They tried hard. Um, what I was really, um, and, and I don't like to say happy about a former player, but this year there's been a lot of um, commentary about um, us letting Dan Butler go. Let us be clear on that. Brilliant in 2017. Played a major part, or you know, his part in us winning that grand final. Form dropped off in 2018. 2019, at times, looked disinterested playing in the VFL. Got the uh, trade to St Kilda and has been one of their very best players this year. And he's been sensational. That does not mean by one iota that he would have been that same player at Richmond. Players need a change of atmosphere, the same as you might need a change in your job. You know, you're working in a job, um, you're going through the motions, you switch to a similar field or a similar job at another company and you feel reinvigorated. And I truthfully believe that's what's happened with Dan Butler. Look, I'll be honest with you, watching the play up close, he really did seem to to pull out of a few um, contests last week. And, and let's, let's be honest about it, finals is another level. And there was a ferocity at him by his former teammates, that he, I'm at by no measure saying that he is a wimp or a coward or anything like that, but he did seem to take that half step towards the contest. So, look, let's just forget the Dan Butler thing. We'll always be uh, a Tiger in that regards, winning a premiership, and thank you for your time with us. Let's move on now, and let's forget about the whole Dan Butler to, you know, we shouldn't let him go stuff. I've, I've had a gut full of it. I know that's not everyone, but there's enough people that we just need to... Uh, to forget that as well. Um, as we said, the Saints did try hard. They really never looked quite in the game. Um, King King got his hands on the ball enough, but was blanketed. 
um, you know, and, and not many winners on the field for them. So to even have uh, 19 shots on goal and to be close in the game um, was great for them. They've had a good season. You know, let's stop the patting on the back then. They are the enemies. Um, and, you know, in future years, if we're not there, good luck. We hope you add to your solitary premiership because you are a long-suffering supporter group, but it's not going to come at our cost. So, you know, congratulations on a really, really good uh, season, St Kilda. I think you've still got salary cap room where you can move on and grab some more plays. And if you do your list management right, you're going to be right in the hunts. And with a bit more experience this year, um, potentially that would have been a top four spot for you. We're happy to have taken your spot. We're happy to have taken your spot in the preliminary final as well. So thank you. And I must say, the banter between the two supporter groups was really respectful as before the game and walking out after the game. There was no heated exchanges, which we had experienced previously, the previous week against Brisbane with their supporters. You know, some of their supporters are fantastic, like every group. There was a lot of supporters at the Gab of the Week before, not even, you know, barely wearing their colours and maybe a scarf and then, you know, put the scarf away, you know, to go out that night. So to come up against, uh, you know, a, a traditional fan base, a long-suffering fan base, um, was a really great experience. Um, and we all also want to say, if you do come up, you know, post-COVID uh, to any Victorian supporters, um, if you're going to Metricon, Duck over the road to the Emerald Lakes Golf Club. Not sponsored by them at all, but we had our uh, we have our pre-game events here for the Queensland Richmond Supporters Group, and they put on a fantastic event for us last week. So we really do appreciate that as well. So thank God, you know, no injuries um, for for the game. Um, you know, whilst we had reports, no one was suspended. Um, so we will have a look at the Port Adelaide game as a preview to see who may come out uh, of that side. We're recording it just before the teams will be announced um, today. So um, we'll have a look at that. Strong word is that obviously Chol will come back back in. Um, Port Adelaide having the dual, the dual ruck uh, ability. We will need to rest Nankervis and have him uh, up and firing at vital parts in the game. But fantastic, brilliant win at Metricon. 12.880 to 6.13.49. Richmond into their fourth preliminary final in four years. I just want you to think back, Tiger fans. I don't think you'll have to think too hard. If you could have said we'll be playing four preliminary finals in a row, you would have taken that every day of the week. Uh, and so far, we've won, obviously, two out of uh, two premierships in the last three years. We hope we make it three out of four. Go Tigers. For anyone who made the trip across to Adelaide like many of us did, 2014 elimination final, one of the darker days, full of excitement, getting over there, playing finals, you know, very few times in, in recent decades. Massive wind, Koch wins the toss, we're all excited, and we all have a strange look in our face and we turn around to each other and he's pointed into the wind. On a day that the uh, the wind was probably a five or six goal breeze, and I know that the breeze at fo modern football grounds doesn't always do that, but on this dark day it did. And the game was pretty much over by quarter time. We, we trailed 8-1 to 1-1, and we went home. Oh, look, we still had a fantastic trip, and many of us very excited just to be there, but uh, not Koch's greatest day, but we will forgive him as he leads our team tomorrow night against Port Power at Adelaide Oval. We're calling it Redemption Night.
Friday night, 7.50 Australian Eastern Summer Time. We will take on Port Power at Adelaide Oval in a preliminary final, our fourth in four years. So let's just stop and reflect on that. This is unbelievable times for us, um, regardless of what happens tomorrow night. Four preliminary finals in four years. All other supporters talking about Richmond not being a dynasty or Richmond not being this, Richmond not being that. I honestly do not care about opposition supporters and their viewpoints on us. In fact, the more they hate us, the more they dislike us. It means we are successful. It means we're doing stuff really well. So uh, who gives a hoot? And I'll edit that. Who gives a hoot what other supporters think? Four preliminary finals in four years. None of us could have dreamed that a few years ago. So congratulations to the club, the organisation, uh, Brendan and Peggy, uh, Trent, everyone um, who's been part of this journey, the supporters, the cheer squad, uh, everyone. It's just been an amazing journey regardless of what happens going forward. So tomorrow night, a very different team to the one that took on Port Adelaide in what many call the game of the year. I'm not quite, quite sure how that was game of the year. It was a really good game. Um, we took the most of our opportunities. Port missed quite a few chances. We had a lot of players missing that night. So we don't make excuses as a club, but a very different looking team um, tomorrow night to what took on Port earlier in the season at Adelaide Oval again. So we've got the experience of having played uh, pretty much full strength uh, top of the ladder Port team earlier on. We now have our players returning with Prestia being a bit fitter, with Edwards being fitter, um, with Lynch um, back in, in back in the team, well, obviously was then, but back in the team now, um, Hooley um, giving us that little bit of uh, experience and poise down back as well. So it's a very different looking team. Now, obviously they have the tall towers uh, and especially Lysette and the Ruck as well. So look, it, it'll be no surprise that Chol will come into the team to give Nank um, that bit of break, a bit of bench time as well. Um, and he'll be able to, you know, swing around the ground, give us a little bit of athleticism. Um, with Lynch and Rewalt up forward uh, and our smalls, I can't see Chol um, needed in that forward line, which he really struggled uh, against Brisbane. Um, just out of position, um, you know, I've dropped a couple of very simple marks and so forth. But let's not get down on a player. He's still learning his craft. And uh, that does take time, especially for a big man. But to have him in the ruck with his athleticism to wear them down and then bring in uh, Nan Curvis or Toby, sorry, as the, uh, as the swing hit man, I think really holds us in good stead. Now, obviously, um, they've got Charlie Dixon up forward. Our back line looks tall. It looks strong. Uh, Robbie Gray will go down to a pretty similar role to Dusty. Will play probably a little bit more on ball than Dusty will, but very similar in that they'll be isolated at times uh, in the forward line. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Also, uh, as he as as another danger man there as well. Hasn't had um, a great few weeks, but is such a classy player that theoretically, you know, either team that gets on top in the midfield. Um, Certainly is going to make a huge difference to this game. We haven't had strength in the last few years of winning the centre clearances, but I feel that with Prestia, Cochin, Martin, uh, Edwards, um, Bolton, you know, we've got a really good rotation through the middle. Um, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if you even saw at different times a player like Baker coming to the middle for that toughness and, and Graham and so forth as well. So we have a lot more variety in the middle than we've had 
uh, in, in recent memory in, in, in many, many years. And that gives us that really good out. I think Camden McIntosh, um, obviously for a lot of the Victorian listeners, you're not seeing um, the field as you would at the MCG when you see it live. Um, Camden's doing a great job of taking his opponent really, really wide and out of the contest. Uh, now, we've been training for uh, Adelaide Oval. It is uh, around 10 metres uh, either side, um, a, a more narrow field. So the kicks down the line and so forth are going to be so important. We're going to have to really uh, contest there. And that's where I could see Chole um, coming off the bench and, and helping support uh, at least get the ball to the ground uh, on the wing because that's going to be the get-out ball from our defence a little bit harder. We're going to see some dangerous switches into the middle and we're going to have to do that to take on port. So there will be some turnovers by either side as the ball comes or gets swung back into the middle. It really is a 50-50 game. Um, I strongly believe that this was played um, in Queensland at the MCG. I'd, I'd rate us a 60-40 chance. But being at Adelaide Oval, absolutely outnumbered. It's going to put pressure on the umpires as well. Um, they are human and certainly, besides what some people think, but they are human and the noise and the pressure is going to build on those tight cases when the ball's on the ground and, you know, there's, you know, 30,000 port supporters singing ball. Um, there's going to be those kind of, um, you know, things that come into play as well. And that's, you know, they've earned the right. They finished top of the ladder. They've earned the right to, to have that. Um, I think we need to be really smart. There's been a lot of talk outside of our club um, in regards to um, our discipline and so forth but it is real um, we're going to have to be really disciplined when the umpire calls us back off the market straight back off uh, no wrestling with the opposition let them take it to us we, we can be physical at the ball I think if we can hold our discipline I think if we can be around even at half time or in front the pressure's on port there's no pressure on us in this regard. So the pressure is our own making because they finished top of the ladder. Everyone's awarded their efforts. Uh, many people are talking about how good they are. And it doesn't matter who you are. You are going to see some of that press. You're going to hear some of that press. You're going to read some of the social media. The pressure's on port. They finished top. They're at home. They're expected to go into the grand final. And I can't say we've got nothing to lose because we have a premiership uh to lose, we have a grand final appearance to lose. So there is a lot to lose for us as well, but the expectation will be that Porter favourites. The expectation will be that they are home. So where can the, book, the game be won? Uh, well, certainly it's going to be won out of the middle. If we can break even or be just behind them out of the middle, um, then certainly with our tall targets up forward, it's going to be very hard for us to stop. I think we're going to need to be kicking some goals from 50 or 60 out. Bolton, um, Graham, uh, Edwards, players such as that, even Dusty, um, kicking from 50 or 60 on the run, I think could result in some really good opportunities there. We don't want our forwards isolated. Um, I think we need our forwards to play as they have in tandem really well, a little off-the-ball shepherding, uh, a bit of support. Our on-ballers and our small forwards really need to be at the foot uh, of Lynch or at the foot of Rewalt like they were against St Kilda. We haven't done that very well this year. I think if we do it tomorrow night, there's a lot of goals to be had by our smalls. Like even if Rewalt and Lynch only kick three or four, but they bring the ball to ground almost every time, we're going to be a massive chance to win. I'm going in as confident as I can be, which obviously, um, or not obviously to you, but I, I am a glass half empty kind of supporter. Um, I was really confident we'd beat the Saints by six goals last week. 
I'm pretty confident we'll end up getting up by uh, three goals this week. Uh, they might kick a goal late just to make it a bit scary. I think we'll have uh, the Port crowd booing us all night. I think we'll all be looking forward to seeing us in another grand final, albeit a night one at the Gabba. Uh, what are your thoughts? You can reach me at Paul underscore football on Twitter or Forever Yellow and Black on Twitter as well. Um, they are that's obviously my Tiger page, my personal page. But no, look, I'll go Richmond by eighteen points, and um, you know they'll hear us uh, from Queensland, South Australia, WA, Victoria. They'll hear us with a contingent at Adelaide Oval, no matter how small it is. We do have a really good three to four thousand membership in South Australia. They'll do us proud. Uh, they'll be up at the cathedral end. I'd suggest the scoreboard end there, um, and they will do us super proud. Uh, so go Tigers, 18 points uh, cannot be any more nervous than this can tonight, please hurry up and go Tigers Each week we try and look at a player who's played for uh, our club and an opposition club and um, for us it'll be Matthew White, Matty White um, absolutely extremely fast um, sprinter for Richmond and for Port Adelaide. Uh, so made his debut for us um, in round 10, 2006 versus Freo at Subi. He was a number five pre-season draft pick, so good value there. Um, 105 games, 54 goals for the Tigers, so a fantastic effort there. Crossed over in 2014, 48 games for 44 goals for Port. So uh, had 153 games all up for 98 goals. Really, really good footballer. Unfortunately, kicked goal with the ear in 2014 against us. And um, we'll never forget the uh, attempted chase down of Matty White as he went along the wing and scored an absolute ripper for us. So a brilliant career. Um, you know, that's that's underrated. You know, 153 games of AFL. They're kicking 98 goals as well. So Matty White, um, thank you for your... Uh, efforts with us not so much your efforts with port but good on you for having that career as well and as we go on to take port thank you maddie white so i'm paul your host paul underscore football so nervous about tomorrow night you can probably hear it in my voice four preliminary finals in a row we take on the port Friday night, we're going to know if we're in another grand final. I'm with each and every one of you. To those who are living in Adelaide and going, and to those who are travelling from places like Queensland, I know the president of the Queensland Richmond Supporters Group is going. Let's fight that goddamn power. Go, Tigers! <laughs>